Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is uh, the first live show of 2024, uh, season premiere, uh, season 19, episode one, man. I'm excited. Um, you know, and I, and I feel good, man. I feel good. Um, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, you know, I'm I'm blessed to be back. Um, I'm blessed to be still doing it. And but if you guys noticed over the years, you know, I you know we, this show has transformed. Few, you know, from different stages. You know, every night to a couple times a week to you know periodically. And this last season, in my opinion, was really good because. I, I really picked and choose what I wanted to talk about. You know, uh, we talked about some really, like, whatever was popular, whatever was, you know, um, people were passionate about is what we talked about last season. Um, you know, the Jada and Will situation, uh, Brittany Renner and her 35 partners, the definition of a great wife, Ebony K. Williams and dating a, not dating a, you know, a bus driver and, um, Kiki Palmer and just, you know, a lot of different things, the, the first dates, you know, where women won't, will or won't go and the Applebee's whole thing and, you know, I don't want to go to Fridays or the Cheesecake, but like just really talking about topics that you guys want to talk about. And so what do we have now? You know, everybody and their mom is talking about Cat Williams. You know, and you know me, and I've been talking about the whole why men cheat, why men cheat, why men cheat, and that was supposed to be the season finale uh, of last season. You know, I was going to end the new year because that's going to be a crazy show. But you know what? I said, you know what? I'm going to save it for this season, and I want to start off whether well, this this happened. You know what I mean? Then this is like, well, I got to talk about it. You know, but I don't want to just talk about Cat Williams. You know, y'all know me. I don't just talk about what everybody's talking about the way everybody's talking about it. I talk about it from the realest perspective possible. I'm going to talk about the industry because let's be honest. We're not just talking about Cat Williams. We're talking about what Cat Williams had to say about the evil that he sees all around him, the celebrities, the industry, like what goes on behind closed doors? And y'all know me. Where else, who else does that like me? You know, who's done that? Who, who will talk about the, the demonic and satanic imagery, the blasphemy, the mockeries that, you know, we see all around us, the rituals, the sacrifices. We see this stuff. But, you know, and I've talked about those things over the last 20 years. But now I want to talk about it like in a in a modern day way in a 2024 way why because now you guys see it differently than you saw it 20 years ago am i right now we're seeing more and more celebrities talking about it whether it's cat williams whether it's kanye west you know we're we're they're telling you and showing you like yo this is what's happening we're seeing people being exposed in ways that we've never seen before in 2024 we are seeing an unprecedented amount of truth covered and revealed i'm talking about diddy td jakes will smith charlemagne the god dj academics Christian Keys, I and mean, it's like the list is endless. R. Kelly, Jay Z, like 
we're, we're seeing people speak out. We're hearing victims speak out. We're hearing people who were there in the industry speak out in ways that we've never seen before. And I'll talk a little bit more about why that is, like why we're seeing this, this shift. But that's what's happening. You know, it's no longer looked at as crazy to say, oh, this person sold their soul. A good friend of mine told me the other day, he's like, yo, bro, you know, you know, we're cool and everything, but, like, back in the day when you used to talk about, you know, this guy sold his soul or this person sold their soul or this and that, this guy worships the devil or whatever, like, I used to think you were crazy. And that wasn't the first time I heard that because I was saying things that really no one, you guys had never heard before. But now when you hear Cat Williams sit up on Shannon Sharp show, and he's been in the, in, the, in the industry for 30 years, it's like, oh, okay, well, it, it, maybe it is true. Maybe that guy, Dadon Talbert, on Facebook isn't so crazy after all. Cat Williams did an interview saying literally the same things Dadon Talbert has been saying for 20 years. You can pull up the shows right now on YouTube. Google them. Google blasphemy in the entertainment industry on the Dadon Talbert show. Google celebrities that sold their soul on the Dayton Tober show and see what comes up 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. So I'm saying all this just to let you know, none of these things are new, you know, um, and I want to talk about them, but in a, an updated way. So let me jump into it, man. Let's, let's jump right in. I got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> so, What's happening? So, so why? Well, first of all, let me do this. Let me let me stop. Let me go backwards a little bit. I want to give you guys a little bit of background on me, and just you know, just to add a little bit of context. Some of you might be listening to me for the first time. I don't know. Some of you might have been listening to me for twenty years. Who knows? But I want to just remind you guys what why I'm. First of all, who am I to even be speaking about any of these things? Right. Okay. So I've been doing this for about 20 years. Uh, life coach, uh, talk radio. Uh, before it was called podcasting. This is the original urban podcast. Some of you may remember back in the day, I used to do celebrity interviews. I used to have you know actors, singers, politicians, comedians, you name it. Every best-selling author from back in the day, Urban Streetlit, Erotica, Zane. You know, I'm not going to throw out names. I'm not, I'm not a name dropper guy, but you guys who follow me know you're familiar with who, what I've done. So I've interviewed some of the – every best-selling author you can think of, some of the most popular reality show stars, all that stuff. I've, they were on the Data on Tolbert show. So what I'm, I'm saying, I've been around celebrities. I've interviewed celebrities. You know, I've, I've talked to celebrities. Some of you guys may remember um, my interview with Mark Curry. He's doing uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, podcasts and, and, and uh, bloggers. You know, he's talking about the whole Diddy situation. Mark Curry, you know, he's on. he wrote a book called uh, uh, Dancing with the Devil, I believe, and I had him on the show, and he talked about Diddy. All this, this stuff about Diddy that's coming out now, Mark Curry was on the Dayton Tolbert show 20 years ago saying the same things that he's saying on the Art of Dialogue podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Google Mark Curry on Art of Dialogue. What, all that stuff he said, I interviewed him when his book first came out. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm saying this. A lot of information I, I, I had, you, you know what I mean? I was the first person to interview Rick Ross, the very, the, excuse me, the real Rick Ross, Freeway Ricky Ross, fresh out of jail. His first interview 
out of jail was on the Day Down Tober show. Now you see him on Vlad TV and everywhere else. But his very first interview, Fresh Out of Jail, was right here. So what I'm saying to you is I have a history of, of, of groundbreaking interviews and content. You know what I'm saying? So when I, I, I know a lot. Like I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you when you hear me say certain things, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not just making things up. Um, I've, I've partied with Diddy, Jamie Foxx, the Kardashians, you know, actors, actresses, rappers, singers, you name it. Anybody who came through Philly, D.C., Jersey, a lot of those, most of those parties I was at, I spent a lot of time throughout my, 20, uh, my 20s partying, you know what I'm saying, being around, you know, quote, unquote, that life. I saw a lot. You understand what I'm saying to you? Um, on this show, you know, I've done specials on uh, how to identify, you know, Satanism, blasphemy, mockeries, you know, in the Super Bowl, the Video Music Awards, uh, the Grammys, decoding the symbolism, how to identify certain hand signs and all that stuff. And so the reason why I'm familiar with these things is because I've been around it. You know what I'm saying? I've been around these things. So I'm just telling you these things so to add some context to what I'm going to get into. Um, I'll give you one more. Do uh, you guys remember J.L. King? Who remembers J.L. King? You may not know the name, but you know the term on the down low, right? Well, J.L. King came out with that term when he wrote a book called On the Down Low. Some of you might remember he was on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Right after he was on the Oprah Winfrey Show, he was on the Date on Tolbert Show. And we had a really good conversation about, um, you know, entertainers, celebrities, pastors, you know, preachers, reverends, you know, who are on the DL, you know, and he has firsthand knowledge of, of a lot of these celebrities. And so, um, you know, and again, that was 15 years ago. And so, again, this is, this is the type of stuff that happens in the entertainment industry that maybe people were not really ready to, to you know, grasp their head, their head around 15 years ago, but they're ready now. You know, maybe somebody who was in their early 20s, you know, who is now 40 or late 30s, now has a different perspective on life, a little bit more maturity, a little bit more open-mindedness, and they're like, wow. When I was in my 20s, I, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't really ready to hear that. But now you've seen some stuff yourself, so you know what it is. That's why this show is going to hit a little bit differently than the show I did saying the same things 20 years ago. You know what I mean? We all evolve. You know, our, our way of thinking grows and changes. We, our, our, our walk with God changes and becomes more ma- mature, you know what I mean, and, and deeper. And so these are the things that I've done. Um, I've done, you know, when it comes to this show, you know, I've had corporate sponsorships, advertisers, you know, you name it. I did, I, you know, I've met with the publicists, um, you know, and, and went through publicists. Sometimes I had direct access to some of these celebrities, you know, but I've, I've done all of that, you know what I mean? And so this is not an industry that, you know, I am unfamiliar with, okay? And so I'm just... Again, I'm just adding context so you guys can kind of get a sense of, you know, what I do. Uh, a friend of mine asked me recently, he said, well, you know, why did you, you know, so, okay, I know that you, you know, I followed you for a while. Like, what made you get out of, you know, the celebrity interviews? Like, why did you stop interviewing celebrities on the show? And I said, well, you know, that's not, that, that 
is no longer my focus and hasn't been my focus for a long time. You know, um, you know, I know what it is. I know what it, first of all, I know what it takes to be a celebrity. You know what I mean? I know what, what I know what has to be done to be on the cover of some of these magazines to, you know, get a, a, a record deal to, you know, have your music played on the radio to be a, you know, to, to, you know, to do a lot of this stuff, man, I get it, to go on these talk shows, to be interviewed and, you know, book tours and, uh, you know, get signed by the, the best modeling agency, um, you know, and getting these million-dollar contracts. I've spoken to these people. I know what goes into it. Um, you know, authors being, you know, getting the best literary agents that are going to secure you, you know, a five-book deal that will pay you, you know, several million dollars. You know, I know, I've talked to every best-selling author you can think of. You think of an author, I've interviewed them on this show, you know, as far as urban, urban literature is concerned. And so one of the things we've got to do is we have to, you know, be clear about, you know, what that life is about. It's not, it's not good, you know. How many happy celebrities do you really know? You know what I'm saying? Like, and we'll talk more about that. But, you know, when you look at the drugs, the alcohol, the suicide rates, the depression, I mean, just the overall lack of God. You know, who remembers back in the day, you go to these, uh, you turn on these, these interviews, you know, and I uh, used to hear, you know, these award shows, excuse me, and you, and you see these, uh, you know, celebrities winning awards and say, well, I just want to thank God. I want to give honor and glory to God. And everybody in the crowd would clap. You, you don't really hear that too much anymore, do you? I know I don't, because it's like first of all, they're t- first of all, like they're told not to say that. That's the first thing they're actually told not to say that, you know. So, but aside from that, that's just not their focus. You, you know what I mean? That's just not their focus. A lot of times, like back in the day, and I'm just going, I'm going to keep it so real, man. Back in the day, these celebrities actually loved God. Like it was different. It was like the the people who were superstars they a lot of times had a history whether it's in the church grew up in the church they really loved god they really they really had that relationship with god but somewhere along the line you know they still wanted to be a singer you know they still wanted to be they still wanted to be an actor so you know they, somebody threw you know 10 million dollars in their face and said hey you know, we'll give you what you have always wanted since you were a little kid. The only thing is you have to forsake your morals, your values. You got to put on this dress. You got to just kind of throw up this sign. You got to just, you know, don't talk about God. You know, you got to support homosexuality. You, got, you can't take a stand against things that you know are wrong. And then we'll give you $10 million. And then we'll give you $20 million. That's, the, that's how it goes. And so what would you do? There are, I'll tell you this for a fact. There are very, very, very few people who, who have the spiritual fortitude to turn down $20 million. I'm, I'm just, I mean, you know, and that, that doesn't mean you're, you're – you're wrong. You're like the worst person in the world. It doesn't mean you worship Satan. 
But at the end of the day, it just means you're choosing money over God. And a lot of people do. What does the Bible say about that? The Bible says not money is the root of evil. Money is not the root of evil. Money is not the root of evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. And that's what we're seeing in 2024. We are seeing an unprecedented amount of love for money. And it's causing people to turn away from God. So what I'm saying is the same people who originally loved God, now this is a totally different generation. They weren't brought up in the church. They weren't raised in the church. They were raised on the streets. They were raised in a household with people who loved Beyonce. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was raised like my parents, we weren't allowed to listen to the radio. We weren't allowed to, to, you know, love these celebrities and, and, and listen to the radio and the, 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 the booties shaking and all that other stuff. We weren't allowed that. But that's the household that I grew up in. What type of household are these kids growing up in? Their moms are going to the Beyonce concert not paying rent so they can go to the Jay-Z concert, so they can go see Moneybag Yo. That's the, the, the household of these kids. So what do you think these kids are going to grow up thinking? There is no grandma that kept everybody grounded, grandma praying at night. Grandma is only 35. <laughs> Nowadays, grandma is 37. This ain't the old school grandma. My grandma... When I was young, my grandma was like 80. You know what I mean? My grandma passed when she was 103 years old. You understand what I'm saying to you? So this is a different generation that these kids are being raised in. The moms of today love Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? These little girls, 10-year, 12-year-old girls, the mom is like 25, 27 friend with benefits, twerking, Ash, and loves Megan Thee Stallion. Grandmama's is 42. So it's like that's what's happening. So what I'm saying is you ask me what's changed in 24, we're seeing a totally different generation. We're seeing a generation of people who, <clears throat> excuse me, who don't like the truth. People don't like to hear what Cat Williams is talking about. People don't want to hear what Kanye West is talking about. Why? Because they're saying the truth. They are saying things that are challenging what you have known your entire life. That's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. There are people out here whose spirituality was never strong to begin with. I'm not talking about devout Christians, people who know the Lord. I'm talking about people who were, you know, kind of one in, one in, one foot in, one foot out. So it's like when you, when you have someone that comes with a message that challenges what you didn't even really know to begin with, it's like, oh, I ain't trying to hear that. Oh, he's a hater. Oh, he's bitter. Oh, he's just looking for clout. Well, oh, what is he saying that's not true? See, I put on Facebook yesterday, and shout out to everybody who follows me on Facebook. You know, if you don't follow me, add me on uh all that good stuff, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show, add yourselves. You know, th- these people, you know, are, are, are not open to hearing the truth. 
Cat Williams is not saying anything that's incorrect. People are saying, oh, that's what I was saying. I said on Facebook. I got so much to talk about today, it's not even funny. I said, people are calling Cat Williams a hater, bitter, but very few people are calling him a liar. I haven't heard any. I didn't hear Ricky Smiley call Cat Williams a liar. I haven't really heard any. Oh, so, well, well he, he, said, he said he read 3,000 books in a year. Okay, so now we got, like, come on, man. Like, what are we talking about? You A two-and-a-half-hour interview, and that's all you got from it? That's the main thing. See, what, what, we, what we have is we have people who are so opposed to the truth. They are so opposed to their world being turned upside down. The same celebrities they love and follow and, and hang on their every word. But now Cat is the liar. You know what I mean? It's like we have, we, we, there are literally celebrities that worship the devil. And we're mad at Cat Williams. Ain't that some stuff right there? I mean, am I lying? There are celebrities who literally have sold their souls and sacrificed their morals, values, family members. But y'all mad at Cat Williams? See, y'all don't want to hear about that. I said all this stuff 20 years ago. There's nothing I'm saying right now I haven't said 20 years ago. But it's hitting a little differently now, isn't it? It's not so crazy now, is it? You're some of your favorite celebrities approached by certain people and made certain offers. Just ask Christian Keys. Just ask Cat Williams. Just ask some of your favorite celebrities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's I'm not. I see. See what it, what happens is see. You know, we get into these debates, and I, but I'm not your regular person. Like, there's Facebook, there's social media debates, and then there's Data on Tolbert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't debate with me. You can't – see, you can debate with people who don't really know what's happening out here. Those are the, the, the people you can debate with. And I got to do a better job of this because I like to debate. I love a good debate. But I'm debating with people who really don't know and have the same knowledge that I have. So it's like – what are we really talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really know these celebrities. I've really interviewed these celebrities. I've really been at these parties. I've really seen some things. So when I tell you what happens at these parties, and you try to say, oh, no, that doesn't happen. I'm like, I've been at those parties, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't debate with somebody like myself. So... What, what has changed in, in 2024? Well, one of, another thing that's changed is, you know, we're, we're looking like, okay, so you're listening right now to the Data on Tolbert Show, the original urban podcast, right? When I started about 20 years ago in radio, there were no podcasts. And so what we're seeing, and at that time, you know, there were just, it was just radio interviews, whether it's, you know, Hot 97, Power 99 if you're in Philadelphia. Like, whatever your, your major urban radio station is, that's what it was. There, was. there were not all of these independently owned media platforms. You know, I had Danny, my wife, on the, you know, reading commercials 
corporate sponsorship commercials. I would record them, and that's how we would get paid. Now that's what everybody, people used to make fun of me. So it's like, but now that's, that's how, if you listen to podcasting, that's how they make their money. Where do you think they got that model from? Show me someone who did that before me. You know, you know I'm just saying, show me someone who does what I do before I did it. And so what's, what's happening is that, that everything was controlled. We're seeing the popularity of podcasting rise. We're seeing the popularity of YouTube rise. There are more and more independently owned platforms. Now anybody can have a voice. 20 years ago, the industry controlled who had a voice, right? You had to go through the publicist. You had to, like, they controlled everything. You couldn't just text a celebrity or reach out to them on, on social media and say, hey, I'd like to interview, and you all set the interview up between the two of you. you had, they had representatives that you had to go through, and, all, and that whole process was scrutinized to ensure that anyone who had access to those, those celebrities was already initiated. You had to be initiated. What did Rick Ross say in his song? He said, to get a verse from me, you got to be initiated. They're only doing business with certain people. So to ensure that certain questions cannot be asked, certain conversations cannot be had. You know, that's how the celebrities were protected. You had to go through the gatekeepers of whatever particular industry you were in. But now it's not so much. Now you're seeing people, you know, like I said, anybody can have a show. Like, I'll give you an example, right? I'll give you an example. And I'm just, again, you guys are just joining me. I'm talking about the industry, the real, this is a real conversation about the real industry out here. I have interviewed, Daydon Torbert has interviewed a lot of celebrities, some bigger celebrities than others, but there are some celebrities, and then there's some not celebrities. If I just want to interview you, me and you can set up that interview, and I can ask you anything I want, right? If I want to interview, then there's a, a, a next-level guest. You know, let's say you're like a, a local celebrity. I can still interview you. We set that up. You might have a publicist. You might have a representative, whatever. But I can still, at the end of the day, ask you whatever I want, okay? But I've also interviewed, and this is where it gets a little complicated, I've also interviewed some very big celebrities. You know, I'm not going to run down the list. I'm not, I'm not, that's not what today is about. Um, but I'll just give you an example. Um, one example. Let me see. Uh, let's just say NeNe Leakes, right? I interviewed NeNe Leakes back in the day. I'm just going to use her as an example. There are certain questions and there were certain topics of conversation I was not allowed to have with NeNe Leakes, okay? I'm, we're just going to keep it like that. There are other celebrities where certain conversations were off limits. That's how it works. Let me, so let me explain something to you all. If you guys don't know, maybe you may or may not know how the industry works. Depending on, let's say there's a Drake, or let's say there's like a uh, – you know, Cardi B, you know, or Nicki Minaj, and I want to interview Nicki Minaj. First of all, they would have to agree to even come on the platform. But let's just say they're open to the interview. Their representatives will submit a, a list of questions that are approved, not even approved, 
that, that's the list. That's what they want to talk about. That's all you're able to talk about, okay? If you deviate from that, you know, first of all, and you sign off on it. So if you deviate from that, then you're, you're liable for, to be sued, okay? Because you are now in violation of asking certain questions or bringing up certain topics that are not supposed to be talked about. That's what, that's what happens. Some of y'all know I interviewed Dr. Umar Johnson. You know, we, had a, we probably had the realest interview he's ever done, you know, on my show. And shout out to him. Shout out to him because at the time when we did the interview, that was what, maybe what, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. We had a very real interview, and I went through his publicist. Actually, his publicist contacted me, you know, to set up the interview, and I wasn't even really that familiar with Umar at the time. But we set up the interview, and she, I was like, are any, because I knew, you know, I had been interviewing celebrities, you know, this whole time, that, that whole time. I asked, I said, so, I mean, are you good with any questions, you know, being asked or anything off limits or we, everything is good? She's like, oh, no, whatever. He's, he's cool. He's asking whatever you want. He's, he's a real dude. I was like, bet. And so we had a real interview. You know what I mean? So shout out to him. Shout out to any celebrities who don't play that game. You know what I mean? But a lot, unfortunately, we live in a society where you can't ask somebody certain questions. Somebody doesn't want to be asked, yo, bro, what, yo, uh, so what was it like when you, when you got that tap to sell your soul? Like you, you know what I mean? You can't ask that to anybody. So what I'm saying to y'all is this. In 2024, we're, we're seeing a shift where, you know, you've got people like Drink Chance, although, you know, that's not really what I'm talking about because they are now corporately owned, you know, million dollars worth of game, you know, Cameron and them, that, you know, those are now in really this, it's like the new age radio. Podcasting is the new radio. They're still owned by corporate. They're still controlled by advertising and, and ratings and all these things that, you know, so it's like, I, trust me, I and I'm only telling you this because I know what it is. You think I have you? Let me ask you a question. I'm not like. Do y'all think I've never been asked to take to to take the Data on Tolbert show in a different direction? You know, and you know, take it to another level. Does anybody really think that's never happened? You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and all I'm saying is that's how it works. Just like Gillian Wallow were approached, just like Cameron and Mace were approached, just like a lot of these people who may have started out on blog talk radio and now are on, you know, whatever they're on, whatever platform, they were approached. And that's how the process starts. Okay? But at the end of the day, people are uncomfortable with the truth. You know, people uh, are uncomfortable with you saying things that challenge their level of understanding. You know, I, if you look at Ice Cube, you know, Ice Cube recently did a video where he talked in detail, and, and in really, to be honest with you, in, a, in very surprising detail, about the gatekeepers in entertainment. You know, what did he say? He said he's not in the club. Y'all know what the club is. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're seeing an unprecedented, like, it's, I've never seen this before. I've never heard 
somebody like Kanye West, someone on that level say, you know, my mom was sacrificed. You know, you, you never, we've never heard that before. And, and, you know, not in a joking way. Like, he was dead serious. You know, you've never heard um, someone on Ice Cube's level even, rem- I mean, he kept it very vague. He's still, you know, he's not crazy. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to be killed, you know, so he kind of kept it, you know, he didn't go all in. He didn't do, go too crazy with it. But he did put it out there. And all I'm saying, you've never heard that. You know, we're seeing people like Cardi B admit they sold their soul. We're hearing it's, it's talking about sacrificing family members. We've heard uh, uh, Sexy Red recently, you know, came out and said, you know, she sold her soul, but she, you know, she doesn't regret it because she loves the money. Like we're seeing it more and more and more and more. People are being more open and more vocal. They're getting more bold. You look at, you know, these these performances, whether it's Taylor Swift, Beyonce literally came on stage at her concert with a witch hat on, bro. Like, are y'all serious? That's the, I'm like, yo, is that a witch hat she has on? She literally came out with a witch hat on and nobody said anything. You know, we are witnesses. (laughs) Crazy. Yo, she literally had a witch hat on. You know, these are witches. These are people who actively worship Satan. A lot of these, these, uh, you know, these performances are, are, you know, unfortunately satanic rituals. Uh, Sam Smith, you know, what was that, the Grammys, I think it was? He came out and literally did a, a ritual, like, you know, devil horns and everything. Like, these people, fire, dressed in red, like, these people literally worship Satan. And now we're seeing it. You know, it's like I was saying all of this. I did... Yo, just right now, Google, you know, VMAs on the Daydon Tolbert Show, the MTV Movie Award, Google Super Bowl on the Daydon Tolbert Show, and see what I said about these satanic performances and rituals 20 years ago. Now, just last year, we see Beyonce on stage with a witch hat on, all types of symbolism. See, you know, Sam Smith, Taylor Swift, the biggest stars are, are doing all this weird stuff. And people are not understanding, like, wow, this is this is the entertainment industry, you know, the evil entertainment industry. But like I said, I want to talk about Cat, and we got some time today, and we're going to talk about the interview. We're going to talk about, you know, Shannon Sharp. But I just wanted to give you guys some context around the industry because I can't talk about Cat, Cat Williams without you at least having a little bit of an understanding of the industry that Kat is talking about. He's talking about the industry. Well, what, you know, somebody said, so somebody said, you know, I was talking about the guy who asked me, why don't I, why don't I stop interviewing celebrities? Well, <laughs> listen, I don't want a $4 million judgment. You know, if you got, you, who knows who, Car, uh, who Tasha Kay is? You guys know who Tasha Kay is? Well, Tasha Kay is a blogger. And the, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, ironically, Tasha Kay, you know, says a lot. Like, if you watch, I don't watch her show or follow her, but, like, I'm aware of what she, what she does. And a lot of the stuff she says is true. And, and one of the things I like about her is she's not afraid to talk about things that these celebrities don't want talked about. 
You know, she'll talk about selling the soul. She'll talk about the sacrifices. She'll talk about a lot of stuff that I was talking about 15 years ago. But the problem with it is, and I really had to fall back because I'm like, wow, you know, she really got sued, you know? Like, I, y'all know me. Y'all been following me for, for many years, some of you. I, I could, that could have been me. You know, thank God it wasn't. But I, you know, I talked, I said a lot of things about Beyonce and Jay-Z and everybody else. Who haven't I talked about? You can't think of anybody I haven't done a show on. That could have easily been me. Let me shut up before they start pulling up old interviews because I don't want a $4 million judgment, you know? So I had to fall back from a lot of things because there's nothing really that she's talked about that I haven't talked about in, in great detail. I used to do a three-hour show. I mean, this right now will be a two-hour show. I used to do a three-hour show every night talking about all this stuff. You know, check, if you guys are new, you know, and you want to check out some of the past shows, check out uh, com, iHeartRadio, you know, iTunes, all that stuff. You can, wherever you get your podcast, just type in the Daydon Tolbert Show and, you know, older episodes should come up. There's a lot of content out there. You know, but like I said, I got a I got a wife and kids now. Things are a little differently than they were, you know, 15 years ago. My daughter's only 12. So when I when I speak, when I do shows, when I I have more to think about. You, you know what I mean? Than I did when I first started this 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 journey. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to keep it a buck. That doesn't mean I'm gonna stop keeping it real. You know. So let me let me let's talk about cat. Let's talk about Cat Williams. So I, I want to – so there were a couple of key quotes. I mean, he said a lot. There was, it was a two-and-a-half-hour interview. But a couple things that, that he said really stood out to me. And the first thing that he said, and this was wild, he said, because we get so caught up in race. We, you know, we talk about Black Lives Matter and, you know um, – you know, all these things, it's a, it's a very race-driven, you know, society that we're, we're in right now. Everything is about black or white. But the Bible says that, you know, it, we, the battle is not about flesh. It's about spirit, spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, what do you think the Bible is talking about? What do you think God is talking about when he speaks about spiritual wickedness in high places? Well, he's talking about these celebrities. He's talking about the government. He's talking about the entertainment industry. High places. There's a lot of spiritual wickedness out here. I'll tell you that. So Cat Williams said, race is not where the line is drawn. He said, this is what Cat Williams said. He said, there's God's side. And then there's the other side, and no one cares about the other side. That's what Cat Williams said. That's what I've been saying for 20 years. That's what the Bible says. See, one of the things I got to understand before we get too deep into Cat Williams, Cat Williams was brought up in the church. Cat Williams is no has read the entire Bible. He said he read the encyclopedia. He said he read 3,000 books. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. He said oh, between the ages of 8 and 12, you know, he read 3,000 books a year. And, and it's the irony of all this is that that's what everybody's focused on. It's like he, he said, 
Cat Williams said, there's God's side and there's the other side. Nobody cares about the other side. He's saying some of the most insightful things that anybody has ever said except me. And people are talking, worried about how many books he read. Like, who cares? Who cares how many books Cat Williams said? You focused on that? Why, why, why are people focused on that? Because they don't want to hear the truth. Y'all know what a filibuster is? Who knows what a filibuster is? In the government, people do a filibuster. Basically, they give a whole long speech that will take, that'll take up like the whole, the whole time you know, of the meeting to the point where there's no time left to vote on anything else or do anything or no other. That's called a filibuster. And so what people will do is they will take up the whole conversation about something so minuscule. The most minuscule thing in, of the entire interview is how many books he read. He's telling y'all there's celebrities out here who literally sold their soul. Y'all worried about how many books he read. That's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's just indicative of how, how, how some people are so afraid of the truth because it will challenge them and it will, it will cause them to go. It will go against everything they've known their entire life. He said race is not where they, the line is drawn. It's not about black or white. It's about good versus evil. That's what Dadon Tolbert said. It's about good versus evil. That's the real battle. Y'all worried about Democrat versus Republican. You need to be worried about Satan versus God. That's what the conversation used to be. Now y'all worried about all this other stuff, man. Who do you serve? The world or the word? He said no one cares about the other side. What did he mean by that? He said there's God's side and then the other side. Well, obviously everyone knows if there's God, you know about the devil. But what did he mean when he said no one cares about the other side? Well, what that means is, is that there are literally celebrities who worship the devil, and you can see that through their actions, their movies, the imagery, the symbolism, all that stuff, the rituals, sacrifice. No one cares about that stuff, though. Try to tell somebody, like, yo, bro, I was listening to the Dadon Tolbert show today, and he was saying that there's certain celebrities out there that have sold their soul to the devil for fame and fortune. See, how, see what they say to you. They're not going to be trying to hear that. They don't want to hear that information. They'll probably look at you like you're crazy. You're just passing the information along from somebody you heard it from. You heard it from me. But now you're the bad guy. Now you're crazy. Why are you crazy? You Cat Williams said it. Why why are they looking at you like <laughs> they don't want they don't care about that. They don't care about it and they don't want to hear about it. But that's the reality. That's the you know. What did, what else did Cat Williams say? Cat Williams said the number one job of someone who sold their soul is to try to convince you that they did. And that could not be more true. Go, like, you ever seen these people? Like, they will argue you down. Like, they got their, the devil has minions. The devil has minions. And, like, when you, when you try to expose certain things, he will send those closest to you to try to silence you. He will try to silence you. Because he doesn't want his people exposed. You know what I mean? I post Bible verses on my Facebook page all day. 
all day, every day. I don't be care. It's like I don't not ninety nine point nine percent of this stuff I don't care about. There's nothing I can say now I haven't said like as far as relationship advice, anything. I've said it all. I've done it all. Like I'll be bored, but it's like. So that's why I just be like, all right, let me post. I'll post a Bible verse, you know, and that's and, and that's the most important thing I could post. But it's like the moment I start posting about Cat Williams, it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's like everybody comes out the woodworks. Everybody wants to debate again, you know, and it's just like that's how it goes because you can't debate directly with God, Right? Nobody debates the Quran. Nobody debates the Bible. Like, you post a Bible verse, like, you know what I mean? You could post, you know, homosexuality is an abomination and, and post the scripture that it's founded. Nobody would have anything to say about that because it's the Bible. But right now, go on your Facebook page and just say, in my opinion, homosexuality. Go in there and say homosexuality is an abomination, in your opinion, and watch how many people come out the woodwork. Go put on your page, abortion is an abomination. Abortion is murder. And watch people attack you, just like they attack me, just like they attack Cat Williams, just like they attack Kanye West. But you posted directly from the Bible. You posted directly from the Quran. Uh, you, won't, you won't have any problems. But see, me, I don't care about problems. I just prefer, sometimes I'll be, you know, I just don't feel like typing, you know. But that's, that's what it is. People do not like the truth. God's word is the truth, whether it comes from your mouth or whether it's a direct quote. The truth is the truth. Whether it comes from Kanye West, whether it comes from Cat Williams, the truth is the truth. Race is not where the line is drawn. Black Lives Matter is not where the line is drawn. Democrat versus Republican is not where the line is drawn. The line is drawn between good versus evil. You, let me make it plain for y'all. You cannot be a celebrity and worship God. Now, I know some people are going to uh, debate with that. Oh, no, oh, well, what, what about this person? What about Kirk Franklin? What about T.D. Jakes? And I will say, exactly. Exactly. My, thank you. Prove my point. What about T.D. Jakes? What about Joel Osteen? <clears throat> you think these people really love God? You think these people are really living a godly lifestyle behind closed doors? Power bottom? What is a power bottom? Y'all know. You know what a power bottom is. I didn't know what a power bottom was at first. I know now. You know what I'm saying? Kirk Franklin sitting on T.D. Jake's lap doing videos with pink lipstick on. Come on, man. Kirk Franklin had on pink lipstick? Just Google it right now. Since you think I don't know what I'm talking about, Google Kirk Franklin wearing pink lipstick and see what comes up. Come on, man. You think I don't know what goes on behind these closed doors? You think your favorite celebrities really love God? They stop loving God. They might even love me. They might actually love God, but they're not allowed to love God publicly. They're not allowed to love a godly, excuse me, to live a godly lifestyle. You're not, show, do this. Show me a celebrity, right, who's, who, is, uh, who, who, who has spoken out publicly 
about gay marriage. Show me a celebrity who has said Halloween is the day of the devil. Show me a celebrity who is pro-life. I'm just saying. It's not, it's not easy to do. I'm sure the analytical people, they'll go out and, oh, what about this guy? Listen, listen, y'all get my point. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, there's not, it's not cool. See, being a celebrity only works if you're cool. It's not really cool to be an uncool celebrity. And you're not, you're only cool if you go along with the flow. And you go along with what's popular. But, see, we live in a society where people are more worried about being uh, politically correct and socially correct than they are with being spiritually correct. People don't care what God says. Oh, I'm pro-life. Or, excuse me, I'm pro-choice. And the Supreme Court was wrong for, for this and that. All right, well, but what does the Bible say, though? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Like you, you're so pro Obama, but is that in line with what the Word says? I don't like. I, I thought you were a Christian, bro. I didn't like. You know what I mean? You can't be a Muslim and and, and glorify eating pork, right? I don't think you can. I'm not Muslim, but I don't. I don't think you can be Muslim and go and be chomping on some bacon in front of the 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 you know the the preacher. You know. That's not, eating pork is not in line with Muslim beliefs, am I right? The same way homosexuality is not in line with being a Christian, right? Or did I miss something? I don't know. Just go check out Leviticus. But what I'm saying to you all, so my point is, Cat, the things that Cat Williams is saying are true. The vast majority of the stuff that I heard was, was true. So let's talk about why did Cat Williams go on this show? Why did Cat Williams go on? I'm I'm gonna say, listen. I'm just gonna tell y'all something. Remember, I'm gonna talk about Cedric the Entertainer. Remember the joke he said. I'm I'm a, he said, yo, my man, just call me delicious. You know, I'm not calling you delicious, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the whole delicious thing. I, I I just I'm not calling Shannon Sharp Shay Shay, bro. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not. I don't know what. Like come on, man. I I'm just gonna say I don't believe. Shannon Sharp is a heterosexual man, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I don't want any judgments. I don't want any lawsuits. But in my opinion, I don't believe he likes women. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? You don't call yourself Shay Shay. I told I have a friend of mine. I, we go back and forth all the time. Like, he's not – just like Tyler Perry doesn't like women. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's just certain things that men – um, real men, heterosexual men, do and then they don't do. You don't call yourself Shay Shay. How many freaking men do you know <laughs> call themselves Shay Shay? I don't know any, except Shannon Sharp. And I'm not calling you Shannon Sharp. Uh, excuse me, Shay Shay, bro. His name is Shannon Sharp. So, <laughs> so that's that's you know that's my issue. So I'm, we're gonna call him, we're gonna call it the Shannon Sharp Show. Why did Cat Williams go on the Shannon Sharp show? He went there. A lot of people are saying, well, he went there because he's, he's looking for clout. He wants to become relevant again. He want, he, he's a hater. He's jealous. And it's like, well, hold on. Because if, like where I come from, it's like if somebody says something about you, 
privately, then you, you ask that person about it privately. If somebody says something about you publicly, I would think, especially on a particular platform, I would think you would go on that platform to address what was said. I mean, that, that just makes sense to me. But we have, again, people don't like to hear the truth. They don't want to hear, they want to hear the lies. They want to hear who's cool. See, Kevin Hart is quote unquote cool because he doesn't ruffle feathers. Kanye West is quote unquote uncool because he says a lot of things that people aren't used to hearing. But when you say things that everybody else is saying, like Ricky Smiley, Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, all this other, all this weird stuff, then it's like everybody loves him. Because I didn't hear anybody call Kevin Hart a hater when he went on the Breakfast Club for an hour and did nothing but talk about Cat Woods. That interview didn't go viral. I mean, I'm sure it was popular because the Breakfast Club is popular, but I, it wasn't like on social media where everybody was bashing Kevin Hart. Why is Kevin Hart hating on Cat Williams? He went on the show with Tiffany Haddish and literally talk, he said, well, I want to address some things that were said about my sister, Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Well, Cat Williams went on the Shannon Sharp show to address things that were said about him. So how is Kevin, excuse me, how is Cat Williams a hater, but Kevin Hart isn't a hater? Ricky Smiley isn't a hater. Steve Harvey isn't a hater. How come everybody can say all this stuff about Cat Williams, but when Cat Williams responds, he's a hater? How? I don't understand that. I'm confused. He, went, he said that in the beginning of the show. He said, they said, well, he said, look, I don't do a lot of interviews. But I'm, I'm here because I want to set the record straight on some things. And this, Shannon Sharp, is a platform of, uh, UL, it's, it's a safe space, space for truth. That's what Cat Williams said. He said, I wanted to come on the, the very platform where these things were said about me and address the lies and the, and the, and the, the rumors and stuff. So that's what he did. So I just don't understand how that, he doesn't do, he doesn't, he doesn't do interviews. That's not his thing. Like he's not like he he sells out shows by himself. He's not on here trying you know with seven different people on a flyer trying to sell tickets and this and that. He when you see a Cat Williams special on Netflix or wherever you see it, it's Cat Williams. People recognize hey he's a funny guy and he's gonna put on a good show. He's not on there looking for clout or struggling to sell tickets or starving like that's not he's i mean i think we can all agree in my opinion chris rock is my comedic goat right now not right now period he's i think his brand of comedy is my personal favorite but i don't think anyone would disagree that cat williams is easily easily top five maybe top three because kevin hart ain't funny i mean am i lying I said yesterday on Facebook that, that that Cat Williams interview was more entertaining and informative than any Kevin Hart comedy special. Somebody tell me I'm lying. Show me which Kevin Hart special was funnier, I'm not going to say funnier, but more informative and entertaining than that two-and-a-half-hour Cat Williams interview. Shoot, to be honest, this show right now y'all listen to is more is more inter- informative and entertaining. But that's a, I'll let y'all have that conversation. But you know, I, I, but that's just my personal. I don't. I have never found Cat Williams funny. I think me and my I'm, excuse me, uh, Kevin Hart funny. Me and my wife sat down and we watched. 
I want to say maybe Kevin Hart's last special or one of his special, whichever special was in his basement. It was like during the pandemic, I believe. We sat down and we watched that. I promise you I didn't laugh one time. I did not laugh not one time. I'm like, yo, I'm falling asleep. I'm like, really? So, but again, that's just, you know, that's just my personal opinion. But my point is Kat went on the show to address the things that Cedric, the entertainer, said, Ricky Smiley, and Kevin Hart said on, on, on Shannon Sharp's show. Now, Kevin Hart went on The Breakfast Club and said that Cat Williams has lost, dr- lost roles and opportunities because he couldn't stay off the drugs. Defamation of character right there. And Cat Williams said, hold on. He said, what are you talking about? I don't, he said, I don't do drugs. Now, I don't know if he's done drugs or not. I don't, I don't know if he did or not, but my point is you're going on a, on a platform slandering that man. You're slandering that man. So why would, why would anyone not expect Cat Williams to go and address what was said about him? You call me a drug addict with a bad reputation in Hollywood. I mean, of course I'm going to want to go in and address it. You can't just let that ride out. Like, you know what I mean? Because that, that accusation alone coming from Kevin Hart has the potential to mess up some, some business for Cat. So, of course, he's going to address it. That doesn't make, make him a hater. That doesn't make him bitter. Bitter for what? I just told you. He's one of the top five black comedians right now. Maybe top five, period. So what do, I mean, I don't understand. What are we talking about? And the funny thing is people are like, oh, well, he's not on Kevin Hart's level. He's not on Steve Harvey's level. But then that's where the list stops. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where the list stops. It's like you can say that. You might be able to say it about Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart, although I believe that he's funnier than both. But it's not a whole bunch of people that you can be like, Cat Williams isn't on their level in comedy. Those are probably the only two. And Steve Harvey isn't even in comedy anymore. You know what I mean? So, but Cat Williams is, you know, what's he got? He just, he has a number one special on Netflix. Some people try to be be overly critical. Oh, no, he doesn't have a number one special on Netflix. Yes, he does. And I explain this. When you have a number one special, at any time, you can then say, I had a number one special. It's kind of like if you write a best-selling book, you can, for the rest of your life, say, I'm a best-selling author. You win an award, you know, you are an award-winning author. The data on, I, me first, I am a, an award-winning author. My novel, The Love We Had, won several awards, you know, and it was a bestseller on many lists when it came out. But I don't... You know, I'm not, that's not what I do. I'm not here for the accolades, but I'm just, point is when you have those, when you have those awards and those accolades, you can say that. You know, well, his album's not, I mean, his, his special is not number one on Netflix right now. I didn't say right now. <laughs> like, if you put out an album and it's number one on the Billboard charts five years ago, for the rest of your life, you can say, I have a number one album. And, and that's a great accomplishment. Okay, so Cat Williams, like I said, had a no, he's a had a number one Netflix special. When it came out, it was number one. Okay, so that's there's that there's no reason for Cat Williams to be envious of anybody. 
because he's arguably funnier than everybody. There's not a lot of comedians you can say that are funnier. You might not like what he has to say, but really, if you're being honest with yourself, name a comedian who's funnier than Cat Williams. And please don't say Dave Chappelle, because at some point, we got to be honest about it. Dave Chappelle really isn't that funny, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not one of those guys that just, oh, my goodness. I mean, was the Chappelle show funny 20 years ago? Sure. But are we really going to sit up here and act like, you know, when he comes out with these specials, they're, like, all super funny? Like, come on. Like, stop the foolishness, man. Like, you know what I mean? He's not that funny. (laughs) He's not. In my opinion, he's never really been, but he's not that funny right now. And so we got to just start being honest and telling the truth. See, the media has some of y'all so brainwashed, you will, like, y'all, it's all cap. The media has y'all thinking Kevin Hart is so funny. You know he's not that funny. You don't laugh, but you'll still go, oh, yeah, when that concert comes, oh, Kevin Hart's coming, I got to go get my tickets. You know Beyonce and Jay-Z worship the devil, but I got to go get my tickets. That's how brainwashed some people are. What are you going to the concert for? You know what it is. it's going to be demonic and satanic imagery all throughout. But I got to go get my tickets. Oh, Dave Chappelle's coming to my city. I got to go. You be falling asleep. You know he's not that funny. What are you going for? You know what I'm saying? You guys aren't listening to this show right now because it's not a good show. We are, you know, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm just saying. You got to start telling the truth. What I'm saying right now is resonating with you because I'm not, I have not told one lie this whole show. I have not said one thing that's incorrect. I said that's incorrect, not, not a damn thing. But what I'm saying, but let me post some of the same stuff on Facebook, and it's all, t- it's, you know, that's where it's different. But in your spirit right now, you're like, damn, this dude is, yo, this dude is on point today. Well, I'm on point every day. Anytime you hear this show post, you see this post pop up on your feed, you click on that link, it's going to be something similar to this. Regardless what the topic is, regardless what the headline is, it's going to be real. Because but people don't like the truth. Okay? Cat Williams went on Shannon Sharp's show because he said he felt like it was a safe space for truth. Now, let me just tell you about Shannon Sharp. Like, I'm not, listen, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. Um, shout out to, you know, Shannon Sharp. He's, you know, it's, he started out as a football player, great football player, Hall of Fame football player. Um, he's built a platform for himself. A lot of people have built a platform for, for themselves. But, you know, if we're, if we're being honest, everyone is not, like, sir, let me say this. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Certain people are good at certain things and, and, and other things not so much. Um, Shannon Sharp is a great sports analyst. Stephen A. Smith is a great sports analyst. In my opinion, Shannon Sharp is not the best interviewer. Um, Stephen A. Smith is a good interviewer. Uh, ironically, Charlemagne is a great interviewer. Angela Yee is a great interviewer. DJ Vlad is a great interviewer. Nori is not a great interviewer. Um, T.I. 
is not a great interviewer. T.I. was one of my top five rappers, but he's not a great interviewer. Uh, he's a great interviewee. T.I. gives great interviews. But let him interview somebody? Not so much. Nori, something, something, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm just keeping it real. DJ Vlad is probably one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. You know what I mean? He, he's always thorough. Uh, he's very well prepared. Um, he solved the Tupac murder. Like, he is an, a great investigative journalist. Um, and, again, Charlemagne, I, like I said, I don't care for him. I know him from back in the day. But when it comes to the craft interviewing, he is a great don't, – I don't care for a lot of the shenanigans, but he is a great – when he interviews somebody, sits down with them, he does a really good job. I think I'm a great interviewer. You know what I mean? And I'm not. I'm just throwing myself. If you listen, if you guys follow me, I don't interview a lot of people now. But if you listen to some of my interviews from back in the day, you know they're very thorough. Okay. Like if you listen to my Dr. Umar Johnson interview, like that, it was a good interview. You know, and you'll kind of get a sense of what I mean. But what I'm saying to you is, you know, when Cat Williams went on the show, he was not doing it, in my opinion, to gain clout, or he was doing it to. Uh, address certain things and to tell truth. Um, Cat Williams said a lot of negative things about Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, but he also said some really good things about D.L. Hughley, Bernie Mac, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Dick Gregory. And so it's like I believe Cat Williams is a fan of the craft. He spoke a lot about artists and comedians and their level of preparation and authenticity. And there's a lot of uh, things in the industry where people are stealing. They are stealing, stealing jokes, lying, being disingenuous. You know, he's, uh, Ricky Smiley said that he was supposed to be the original Money Mike, and, you know, that that's, you know, he said that's just not true. I believe it's not true. You know, um, he said that Cedric stole uh, one of his jokes back in the day. If you guys saw the video of it, the jokes being told back to back, I mean, he's, he stole the joke. That's you know, it's clear. It's not nothing to debate about. Cedric the Entertainer stole the joke. He said he has four. He did four stand-up specials, and none of them are available online. Not on Netflix. Not on Tubi. Nowhere. Where are these specials? And he said they were so bad. And I'm like, well, Dad, let me go and see if I can find. I I didn't. I don't find him funny. I never have. I, and this was craziness. Did y'all see the clip that was posted? where Cedric stole the joke, the joke from designing women? I'm like, yo, what's the dude's name? What's his name? Meshach? What's his name? Meshach Taylor, I think his name was. He passed away. He literally and blatantly stole that joke. Look it up right now if you don't, you know what I mean? if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about. You see a little two- to three-minute clip of Cedric telling a joke, and then they post a clip from designing women, from Meshach Taylor, telling the same joke. 20 years prior, I'm like, yo, you stole that joke. And I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm passionate about that because like Cat Williams, I'm a fan of the craft. So some of y'all, let me just tell you about me for a second. Y'all know me. I'm a life coach. I do, you know, schedule, you know, check me out, trclifecoaching.com. That'll tell you everything you need to know about me as far as life coaching, testimonies, all that stuff. But I give advice. That's what I do. And, and I, 
I, I am passionate about authenticity because I have never stolen advice. I don't need who am I, who am I going to steal advice from? I, I give the realest advice ever heard. Show me someone who gives better advice than me. And I'm not, I, I say that humbly. You know what I mean? I do. But who, show me someone who gives better advice, dating and relationship advice for me. I have had advice stolen from me directly from my Facebook page. I, was, I have been giving dating and relationship advice since college club. Does anyone, is anyone old enough to remember what college club was? College club, then on Black Planet, then on MySpace, then on Facebook. Then, you know what I mean? Like, I have been doing this forever, longer than probably anyone you can even think of. Just somebody putting up random Facebook status, date, random dating and relationship advice on Facebook or, or on a social media platform. When I started doing that, no, I had never seen that before. I'm not saying it was never done before. I'm saying I never saw it. I, you know what I mean? I never saw anyone doing what I, like right now what I do, I never saw that when I first started doing it. And so what I'm saying is, I remember uh, clearly, like it was yesterday, a young woman I'm cool with, I won't say the person's name. This is crazy. I will not say the person's name. They said, she, said, she, she texted me, said, yo, check out, click on this link real quick. I clicked on the link, and, I, I, and it was literally my advice. It was my advice that was right on my page. And it might have been like 80 people liked it. 80 people gave it the thumb up. I was like, okay, cool. It was like maybe like 10 comments, 80 likes or whatever. It was good advice. I click on the link. It's like it's like 70,000. <laughs> the same advice that was on my page, it was like 70,000 likes, like 450 shares or something crazy, like a, like 1,000 comments. I'm like, yo. And that's what I'm saying. I was like, are you serious? So I commented, and I, I commented on the thread. I was like, yo, bro, I tagged the dude. I was like, yo, bro, just do me a favor. If you, you know, if you like my advice, just, just do me a favor and tag me in it, you know, or at least, you know, let people know where you heard it from. He blocked me. And again, now, wouldn't it be great? If that was the first and only time that that had happened, wouldn't that be great? And to be honest with you guys, it, ha it still happens today. It, you know, you look at Facebook, there are things like they give you an option to share the post. You don't even have to copy and paste it. You can just share the post. My posts are, pri are public. All you got to do is share it. You don't got to copy and paste it. They copy and paste it, but they just happen to leave out the, leave out the name. Like, dang, man, you can't. At least let them know where you heard it. So, so I'm. That's. I mean, shoot. We're we're talking about Facebook, but I've had, I've had. You know, some of the. I mean, I could tell y'all stories, man. I've had pastors steal my advice and my topics. I won't say any names. Well-known pastors who give sermons in front of you know that get millions of views have literally listened to this podcast and took entire show topics. 
and I listen to them. I'm like, yo, and I'm, I, I mean, obviously, I, you know, you don't have to listen long to recognize your content, but I had, you guys know, I have unique content. You don't, you're not going to turn on anywhere and hear, you know, what I'm saying right now anywhere else. So you, I hear my content. I've heard my content from pulpits. You guys ever heard back in the day, I, I wrote a book called uh, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember when an elite man, my definition of an elite man was? Some of y'all, y'all remember. Anybody ever heard the term high-value man? That sounds a lot like what I used to call an elite man back in the day, right? Like probably like what, 20, 15, 20 years ago, right? I mean, it's essentially the same. I mean, it's, it's not the same, but the way it's being used is the same. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is, it, it, you know, like I said, it is what it is. Let me ask you one last question on that topic. Who remembers the TBND radio network? You know, I, I'm all about uplifting people. You know what I'm saying? I, I would take certain podcasts, whether it's sports podcasts, relationship podcasts, religious podcasts, food podcasts, and develop them and put them all onto my network. I started a radio network. And now, you guys ever heard of the Black Effects Radio Network or iHeartRadio? Developed by Charlemagne. Well, again, and I'm just I'm just throwing out some things, but it's, it's, it sounds very similar. But like I said, man, I know Charlemagne from back in the day. He used to be in Philly, and um, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But my point is, I'm all about authenticity. You know, I'm all about authenticity, uh, being genuine, showing love. You know, I hope you get to where you want to get to. But let's, you know, let's let's be. Let's not be disingenuous. Let's talk about Cat Williams, though. So Cat Williams grew up in the church. You know, he was homeless. He was a child prodigy. Um, you know, he had a lot of run-ins and clashes with his parents. He said he read 3,000 books a year between the ages of, of 8 and 12. Uh, and like I told you earlier, everyone is focusing on that piece of it. Um, I didn't think it was a big deal. Maybe that's a little embellished. Maybe it's not. Who cares? It's a lot more important things to, to focus on from that interview. Um, but what I wanted to focus on was that, you know, and I found this to be interesting. Like I told you, Shannon Sharp, I felt like there were times when throughout the interview where he kept, he, like, he, he has a tendency to kind of cut the guest off. You know, especially when it's at a time when he's saying things that could potentially be, you know, damaging. Nori did that a lot with Kanye West, you know, make a joke out of it, laugh about it. It's like, bro, just shut up and let him say what he's saying so he can get the point out and we get this information out. You don't have to make a joke about it. You don't have to laugh about it. You don't have to cut him off or interrupt or change the subject. Just, you, you know, he's there to tell the truth, so let him tell his truth. And that's a part of being a good interviewer. Sometimes you got to know when to shut up. You know, let they don't. They can hear you talk any time of the, any other time. Let the guests talk. You, you understand? There's a like right now is a time for me to talk. But when I'm interviewing somebody, you guys want to hear that person. And so, you know, that's a a very common form of deflection. You know, to, uh, an attempt to deflect away from allowing the truth to be revealed. One of the things that, you know, Kat said throughout the interview that I thought was really good, he said, 
you know, actually, Kat didn't say this, but I, I'm saying this. When you know God, it's easy to recognize Satan. What Kat actually said was he came in the game to expose. He said in 2024, all lies will be revealed. And what I'm saying is that, and I alluded to it earlier, is that everybody doesn't know God, right? Everyone wasn't brought up in the church. Everyone doesn't have a relationship with God now. So if you don't have a relationship with God, how can you recognize Satan? How? If, you, if somebody tries to tell you that you know, this, this is satanic imagery, this is demonic imagery, this, is, this symbolism is indicative of something from, of evil, you know, but they don't know God themselves, how can you even recognize it or be open to, to learning about it? Because you don't even – we live in a society in 2024 where it's cool to be an atheist. It's cool to talk negatively about the church. Let me ask you a question. Is there anybody out there who still loves God? Everybody's hand goes up. But is there anybody out there who still loves going to church? Is there anybody out there who still loves their pastor and respects their pastor? Now, it's become cool to say, oh, these pastors are driving around in Benzes and Rolls Royces and Bentleys and, you know, Lamborghinis and they're corrupt and this and that and they're like TDJs. That's what's become cool. But guess what? That's what they want. They want us to doubt the church and the church leaders. They don't want to get rid of the church. Satan does not want to get rid of the church. Satan wants to make the image of the church negative. That's better. It's better for people to not respect the church than to stop going to church at all. That's what he's doing. And and a lot of us are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. But when you know God, it's easy to recognize Satan. I got to post that on Facebook so somebody can steal it. But it's all good. I'll just post it anyway. The world needs to hear it regardless where it came from. I'm trying to – yo, it went viral. It was like 75,000 people liked it. I was like, how do so many people like it? And only, only, only 80 people liked it on my page, but 70,000 people liked it on this other dude's page. I said, wow, okay. That's what it is. But Kat is not afraid to speak on it. Shannon Sharp asked him. He said – he said, he said, yo, well, I mean, are you, he said, are you not worried about being blacklisted again or being canceled? He said blacklisted again. And this was probably the most insightful thing that was said in the whole interview. He said, Satan can't create anything, not even a blessing for his people. Blessings, guys, come from God and only from God. Satan can't create blessings for his for his minions. You know what I mean? Only God can create blessings. You might win the lottery, or you might, you know, sleep with a supermodel, or ladies, you might get some fake boobs that make a lot of guys want to like your Instagram page. That's not a blessing, and it's definitely not from God. You understand what I'm saying to you? So there are certain things that are oh, they might. You know, you might look at them as positive now, but a lot of this stuff is not positive. Some things have to be turned away. Cat Williams said he turned down $50 million four times. Now, somebody, and this is, you know, where the debates come in. 
say, oh, well, no, that didn't happen. He's lying about that. I said, okay, well, I don't, I don't know if that happened or not. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I can't say if he's lying. But what I do know is that that's not outside of the realm of possibility. Why would anyone in 2024 think that stuff like that doesn't happen? I don't, I don't understand it. Y'all think these these deals and these endorsements and these partnerships and sponsorships they come for free? They're million dollar deals, yes, but they're not just giving you this stuff for free. You know, Cat Williams said he wanted to keep his integrity. He wanted to keep his morals. He wanted to keep his his booty hole intact. That's how that stuff works. You got a lot of these guys are perverts. Why do you think there's such a gay agenda in Hollywood? You guys ever asked yourself? I mean, we all see it. I mean, we all see the the gay agenda. But have you ever asked yourself why the gay agenda is so is so prevalent in Hollywood? Because most of them are gay. That, that's why. The people who control the industry, most of them are on the DL. And I'm not just talking about the entertainers and the celebrities. I'm talking about the executives, the people behind the scenes, the record label heads, the A&Rs. Those guys, a lot of times, are more evil than the, than the people, than the artists they're targeting. And the people are just too weak. The celebrities are too weak to say no to 20 mil. A lot of people will take that, that 50 mil. Meek Mill said, they asked me what I sell my soul for a Maserati. He said, how about 100 mil? And I said, probably. That's what Meek Mill said back in the day. That was before he got put on there. <laughs> he literally said he would sell his soul for 100 million. He wouldn't sell his soul for a Maserati, but he would sell his soul for $100 million. Kanye West said, I sold my soul. It was a crappy deal, but at least it came with a few toys like a Happy Meal. That's what, that's what Kanye West said. Sexy Red just said, I sold my soul, and I don't, you know, I don't regret it. She said, I'm making too much money. She said, I, I can't stop. I don't want to stop. Sukiana, booty hole brown, all that, that weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? What did she say? She There's a video out her crying. She's out there crying. So she said she knows she's wrong. She apologized to her fans. She apologized to people who know her. She said, but she she's in it now. You know, and, and, and even that, and I even, to a certain extent, respect that level of realness. It's like, even Sexy Red, what she said, she said, yeah, I sold my soul. I'm making a lot of money, and I really don't want to stop. At least she's not lying about it. At least she's not out here acting like it didn't happen. Like most of these people, why are people acting like these things don't happen? How many stories have we heard from these celebrities? I mean, what did Christian Keys just tell us? He just came out crying on the video saying, hey, I was approached by a billionaire. He targeted me for sex. I didn't want to do it. And so, I, you know, there were certain consequences. I mean, he, that's what Christian Keys just said. Imagine what, if he would have said yes. He would have been a new Shamar Moore. Who knows what he would have been if he would have said yes. I don't know. You know, what did Columbus Short say about Diddy? He said he was, he said, Columbus, you remember Columbus Short from uh, 
stomped the yard and scandals. Columbus Short said he was laid up in the bed with his wife, and he gets a call from Diddy talking about something, come over to the hotel room. He said, for what? He said, no, he said, who's all over there? He said, no, just me. I remember, I'll tell you all a story. This is crazy. Back in the day, that same thing happened to me, actually. I was out at a, at a, uh, at a party. You know, I was out at a party with some friends, and uh, a guy that, you know, that I knew, you know, and he's like, yo, and I even, no, was it a, I'm sorry, I didn't get a call. I ran into him. That's what it was. It like the let out or, or whatever, you know, the, the party was ending. He comes up to me, hey, what's up, man? What's going on with you? How you been? Oh, I'm chilling, chilling. I said, he said, yeah, man, we have a little after party over the crib. I said, well, for real? What's going on? Who, who, like, who's all going over there? Like, what, what's happening over there? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, just, you know, just make, make a couple friends like you should come by. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, bro. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm straight. Like, it was, and at that moment, it was clear that, you know, he was, he was a fag. You know what I mean? Like he was gay. You know, and I'm not. Y'all know me. I don't. I don't play around. You know. And so my point is that type of stuff happens literally all the time. You know, in the industry, outside of the industry. Um, I can't really speak on how it is for women. You know, but I know for a fact how it is for men. Like, you know, people will try you. And will, you know, if you are not, if you don't stand, what they say nowadays, my daughter, yeah, I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business. You got, and I really hate that term because it's just stupid, but that's what you got to do. You got to stand on business. You got to let people know. It's, it's only when you waver, when you got one, you're lukewarm. What does the Bible say about lukewarm Christians? He will spit you out as if he never knew you. There's too many, there's too much lukewarmness out there. Let people know what it is. I guarantee you ain't nobody going to try me, try me now because they know what it is. You understand? You got to let people know. You only get, it's like, ladies, you ever had a man send you a dick pic in your DM or text you a dick pic? You're like, yeah, that's happened to me. You wonder why? Because you're not standing on business. You got your titties out on Facebook. You got your IG in a bikini. You understand? So yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking that 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 sexual stuff, then flirting and different things. So yeah, he's gonna try you because he doesn't know. He doesn't know you're a Christian woman. He doesn't know you're a respectable woman, a classy woman. So, yeah, he's going to try to send you a dick pic. Maybe hopefully you like what you see and you give up the ass. That's why that happens. Look, you can't figure out why these guys aren't taking you seriously. You know, check out my special on the definition of a great wife or my show on Kiki Palmer, how to know if you're for the streets, how to go from being a sneaky link to a wife. All the information is right there. You know, but it all starts with how you present yourself. I don't know how Christian Keys presented himself to to Tyler Perry. <laughs> oh, oops, my bad. He didn't say anybody's name. Oh no, I let that slip out. So who? I'm sorry. The mysterious billionaire that Christian Keys was talking about. I wonder who it could be. How many black billionaires are there? That and Christian Keys just happens to 
you know, be on all these TV shows. Come on, man. Like, come on. You got to stop the foolishness. You got to let people know what it is. Stop hanging out with gay people. And then, you, you, you know, somebody said, when we were talking about this, I was like, well, how do we know that that happened? Where's the evidence? Well, listen, if you, if you guys understand how Hollywood works, if you go, a lot of these business deals are, are done on the golf course, at the bars, at the gentlemen's clubs, these endorsements, these sponsorships, you know, you, these networking events, you know, you get with these people and they, they, you know, they say little things to let you know, hey, if you go with this, then your reward will be that. That's the evidence. You know, ain't no evidence. Ain't no paper trail. People say, well, how do, how do we know that, that really happened? Cat Williams was offered $50 million. How does anybody know? Nobody's going to write up a contract and say, hey, well, no, you said you would let me uh, uh, do you up the butt. And, 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 you know, you're in violation of that contract. I let you do me up the butt, and I never got that $50 million, so I'm going to sue you. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's never been how it works. It's, they let you know what it is. And you're either okay with it or you're not okay with it. But if you are okay with it, then that's when all these different opportunities come. That's how it works. You know? The reality is this. If you want to be accepted into the elite Hollywood circle of celebrities, there are sacrifices that need to be made. There are morals and values and family that will need to be sacrificed. Wait, wait, so what are you saying, Daydon? What do you I don't understand what you mean? What do you think I mean? I didn't stutter. If you want to be accepted into being a celebrity in this in Hollywood, you will need to make certain sacrifices. And Cat Williams said in, his integrity would have had to be sacrificed. His asshole would have had to be sacrificed. Kanye West said his mother had to be sacrificed. I'm not making this up. That's what Kanye said. And then he made reference to a bunch of other celebrities. He said it's a bunch of that going on, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it sure is, Kanye. I've been saying that for years. I'm surprised he said anything about it. But I've been knowing that. You know? You ever heard of a blood sacrifice? I'm going to in the Bible. Look, look, read the Old Testament. That's what I'm saying, people. Listen, there are very few things that happen in society in regards to the evil nature of it that cannot be found in the Old Testament. What Satanism is based on, if you guys didn't know, and I may need to do a part two because there's so much more I, I need to talk about. I don't want this to be a, a five-hour show, but... Satanism is rooted in making a mockery of the Old Testament. Did you guys know that? Like if you take like if you take a lot of the things that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and like the the the, the, the elite of that time, if you take the things that they were into, like the, the idolatry the sacrifices, whether it's animal sacrifices, human sacrifices, homosexuality, um, you know, you look at the thing that the 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 things that were going on 
in Sodom and Gomorrah that led to God destroying the world through a flood? If you look at the things that were happening during that time, and then you then look at the entertainment industry and the things that are happening right now, there's not a lot of difference. So if God was so mad at the world that he just decided to destroy it, you look at now the abortion, the homosexuality, bestiality, uh, gender reassignment crap that all these liberals support and all this other stuff. How do you think, if God was, think about it, if God was mad then, how do you think God feels now? You think he just said, oh, it's cool, guys. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, I, I destroyed the whole world in the Old Testament because I was so mad at what you guys were doing back then. You guys are doing the same things, if not worse now. But, hey, it's all love. <laughs> God is love. It's all good, guys. I forgive you. You guys are good. Don't sweat it. No, that's not not at all how it works. God is still pissed. And so what Satanists do is they they worship. You guys, I'm just telling you things if you, in case you didn't know what Satanism is. Satanism, demonic worship, is is nothing more than loving and worshiping things that God hates. So if you look at the Bible and look up, just when you get some time, look up. Just Google right now, what things does God hate, right? Just look it up, sex, drugs, violence, all that. These are things that God hates. And then look at the entertainment industry. The entertainment industry right now is currently based on and revolves around things, not even just things, but glorifying things that God hates. We live in a satanic society. That's why your favorite rapper right now, your favorite artist right now has music and imagery and videos that glorify satanic and demonic activity. What do I mean by that? They glorify things that God hates. Gang activity, overly promiscuity, lesbianism, homosexual. These are all things that God hates. You can find those themes present and prevalent in every single you know, artist and or entertainer. Am I lying? Look at now, see what we're doing. Remember what Cat Williams said? He said, this is the age of truth, the year of truth. We're seeing an unprecedented amount of truth being revealed. Let me throw out some names. Look at DJ Academics. The, 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 the uh, video just came out. They're gangbanging a girl right on camera. She's literally screaming in the background. And then she comes on and does a video saying, no, it wasn't just them raping me. You raped me. Now watch this. Has anyone called for DJ Academics to be canceled? You have the girl's video. Uh, you hear her being raped. And then you have a video of her saying, Academics, you raped me. This guy is not being canceled. That's how you know. See, right now he's at the top of the game. So they're going to cover it up. Right? They're covering it up. Why? Because he's right now he's in the in crowd. But how, I mean, just think about what I'm saying to you. How can you have how can that happen? How can some people get canceled just because of an accusation and other people can can literally be raping somebody on camera and it be okay? Because they're you know, they're protected. 
the media determines who's a celebrity, not you. The media determines who's okay and who's not, who's canceled and who's not. Academics is okay because the media says he's okay until he's not. Diddy was okay until he wasn't. Bill Cosby was okay until he wasn't. T.D. Jakes was okay until he wasn't. Jay-Z is okay until he isn't. <laughs> oh, that's coming too. Don't, well, just, just be patient. Remember this show. You know what I'm saying? Cassie, Cassie had a story to tell for many years. It's not a coincidence she's just telling it now that Diddy is filing a lawsuit against the, the, the liquor companies that, that, that house Ciroc. This is all connected. This is all by design. Bill Cosby made some, some money moves. He wanted to do some things financially. So next thing you know, a 30-year rape allegation pops up. Come on, man. Michael Jackson. You know, they wanted the um they wanted his his estate. They wanted his estate. Next thing you know, he quote unquote overdoses in his crib. Same thing with Prince. They wanted his masters. Come on, man. Like y'all you guys gotta know how the game works, man. This is this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is how the game works. You guys know you talking about R. Kelly. R. Kelly was okay until he wasn't. You know what I mean? Jay-Z, why do you think, why do you guys think, see, a lot of y'all don't listen to these interviews, but why do you think Dame and Jay-Z fell out? You think it was over money? It wasn't over money. It was over Aaliyah. Listen to him. I'm not saying, this is what he said. Listen to, just look, listen to the interviews. You know Jay-Z had sex with Aaliyah, right? R. Kelly was, they were passing her around. Look it up. R. Kelly had her when she was 16. Jay-Z had her when she was 17. Dame had her when she was 18. And and up until the time when she passed. Genuine, though genuine up in there at some point as well. But Jay-Z likes these young girls too. Jay-Z was having sex with Foxy Brown back in the day when she was 16. Allegedly. Excuse me. I don't want want the judgment. Allegedly. (laughs) I forgot. I never used that. That's the first time I've ever used that term on this show in history. Did you guys know that? This is history being made. The first time you heard Dayton Tolbert say allegedly. I don't want a judgment. But it's it's real. Be, how, let me ask you a question. How old was Beyonce when she got with Jay-Z? How old do you think? Some people might say, I've heard, I've asked that question many times. Some people say, oh, 21, 22. 22? Who, who told you that lie? She was 18. That's when she got with him. Watch this. <laughs> that's not when <laughs> that's not when Jay Z met Beyonce. He didn't meet her when she was when she was eighteen. That's when he got with her. That's when they got to, that's when they got together when she was eighteen. So you know what the next question is, right? Is there anybody out there who thinks let me leave it alone. Y'all know where I'm going with that. But they got just Google it. When did Jay-Z meet Beyonce? It's going to say 18 years old, okay? He knew her before that. Let's leave it at that. The reality is the industry turns a lot of people out. The industry, I know, like I told you, I know Charlemagne from back in the day. You think there were all those gay jokes and weird, weird stuff on the breakfast yeah, Anybody listen to the breakfast club on here? All that gay, that gay crap between him and Envy. There isn't a show that they do 
where they're not, the two of them aren't talking about having sex with each other. Am I lying? I don't listen to the show. I listen to the rumor report. The rumor report is a really good segment on YouTube that they do on the on the Breakfast Club, where they talk about you know rumors and different events, current events. It's you know it's pretty informative. It's only about you know four or five minutes long. You get to kind of stay abreast of what's happening in the entertainment world. And that's I don't even listen to the whole show. I listen to the rumor report regularly, and there isn't a rumor report that I can remember in the last several years where DJ Envy and Charlamagne have not made uh, gay jokes towards each other. That's disgusting, man. That's disgusting. But the industry forces you to do that. That's, I, again, I know Charlamagne from back in the day. That's not – what you hear from him on The Breakfast Club is not how he used to be. You know, I know Kendra G., I know Kendra G from back in the day, too. We all used to do events together in Philly. It's not, she used to have the abstinence is cool campaign. Y'all remember that? We used to do it together. I used to come out and support different relationship forms, speed dating, all types of little events, and that was like her big thing. Somebody, when you go to her show to watch the um, the singles dating live show she does, ask her, like, yo, Kendra, what, whatever happened to the, the abstinence is cool campaign for young girls encouraging them to uh, respect their bodies? And I really respected her from b- back in the day for doing that. And you haven't heard her say anything about abstinence is cool in, in, in over 10 years. But why? Because that's not what sells. That's not what's cool. That's not what's popular. That's not what's going to make you a celebrity. That's not what's going to put money in your pocket. See, the 90-day rule That'll, that'll sell some books, right? But telling women to keep their legs closed, as the Bible says, until marriage, that's not going to get you on the cover of a magazine. That's not going to get you a $50 million deal from, for act like a lady, think like a man. But it will gain you God's favor because the industry will turn a lot of people out. It will cause a lot of people to sacrifice their morals, values, and integrity. Will Smith. You know, Will Smith was cool until he wasn't. You know, we talk about all this stuff. You know, I did a whole show. I'm not going to get into it. I just did a whole two-hour show on uh, on Will, Will and Jada. I've been telling you Will Smith was gay for 20 years. I've been, you know, Google it. Look it up. Open a relationship. I did that show 15 years ago. You know what I mean? So when I hear, when when it wasn't with the best friend, the, the former best friend, assistant, whatever, goes on Tasha K and says, yeah, I walked in, I saw Will killing him. I forget, what did he say? He, was Will killing him or he was, or Will was getting killed? One, one of the two, <laughs> I mean, either, either, either he was killing Dwayne Martin or Dwayne Martin was giving it to him. I don't remember which one, but somebody was getting done up the butt. He said he saw it. Y'all find that hard to believe? Why? I told you that 20 years ago. Look it up. So all I'm saying to you, and Jada is not, you know, she just makes the situation worse, and she writes a book about it. Will Smith writes a book about it. You know? One of the things that, you know, is, is interesting to me is, uh, you know, we talk about this gay stuff, you know? And like I told you, the industry has a way of turning people out and making them do things that they said they would never do. Let me ask you a question. 
Y'all remember the whole Dave Chappelle thing back in the day, right? When he they wanted him to wear the dress, and he went on Oprah, and he said he's not doing that, so he left the industry, forfeited $50 million. Now he's back. He's back at the top of the industry, Netflix specials, all that stuff. Well, what happened, though? I mean, you you didn't just walk away. You walked away because you acknowledged how evil the industry was. So now what happened? The industry didn't change. The industry is still the same. So what made you come back? Bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you, what? Well, that money changed. That's what happens. The money will make you say, he said, I'm not doing that. Now, I don't know if he wore put on a dress since then or not, but I know he's still back in the industry, the same industry he claimed was so evil back in the day. Kevin Hart, he said he would never, Cat Williams talked about this. He said, you said you would never wear the dress, Kevin. Next thing you know, you see Kevin Hart in a dress on Saturday Night Live. What happened? Well, we all know what happened. They told him to put on the dress, so he put on the dress. You ain't going to see me in no dress, I'll tell you that. That's for damn sure. <laughs> when I tell you something, that's what it is. They asked Barack Obama back in the day, they said, Barack, you know, how do you feel about gay marriage? He said, well... As a Christian man, I believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman. Oh, for real? Okay. Well, now President Barack Obama has become the biggest homosexual gay marriage advocate in history. His views have changed. They asked Hillary Clinton the same question. What happened, Hillary? You said as a Christian you believe that marriage was between a man and a woman, not all this other stuff. But to be president, to be at the top of whatever industry you want to be a part of, you, you, can't, you can't take a stand for God. I don't care if it's president, actor, actress, rapper, singer, whatever. you got to sacrifice those morals and values, sometimes other things. What did Kevin Hart say about Ricky Smiley? I don't know if y'all – did y'all catch it? I caught it. I catch everything. He said – he alluded – Kevin, did y'all see? Y'all didn't hear it? Kevin Hart, I mean, excuse me, Cat Williams alluded to Ricky Smiley making a sacrifice. He says, all of a sudden, he said, no, what did he say? He said, you wonder why people believe in, in, in blood sacrifices. All of a sudden, Ricky Smiley loses a child, then he comes on your show telling lies. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't, allegedly, I don't, you know what I mean, I don't want no problems. I'm just saying. He said, that money, boy, that money will make people do some wild things. But I love my mom. I love grandma. I love my cousin. You want this $50 million or not? It's just, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm not making this up. Y'all know what it is. See, I said this stuff 20 years ago. Y'all looked at me like I was crazy. I don't sound so crazy anymore, do I? Cat Williams doesn't sound crazy. The media wants you to think Kanye is crazy, but he's not crazy. Let me ask you a question. I'm about to get ready to wrap it up, but let me ask you all this. Kanye did the interview on Drink Champs, and everybody in their mom, it was a four-hour interview. I listened to the whole thing. Most people listened to the whole thing. And everybody that I know, the first one, they said, wow, that was a great interview. Like, that interview was off the hook. 
That was that interview was crazy. And they're like, yeah, man, that was like the best interview. He was kicking that knowledge. So which is it? Did he sound crazy or was he kicking knowledge? So it's you know what I mean? Like, which is it? And that's how Kanye is. He has an uncanny ability to to flip it on and off. They asked him on they asked Cameron on all the smoke podcast. They said, what's your views on Kanye? Does he seem crazy? Like he's like, come on, man. He's like, I've never seen Kanye crazy. He said, every time I see Kanye, he's cool. He's regular Kanye. All that crazy stuff, that's for the media. He said, I, I know Kanye. I've known Kanye for, for years. He said, I ain't never seen Kanye act crazy. He said, you don't act crazy around me. Beanie, same thing. And that's what I'm telling y'all, man. Y'all got to, you got to, like, if y'all don't take away anything else from this show, you got to just learn to separate the real, the truth from the media. The media has an agenda to lie, cheat, and deceive you. But the truth is, is the truth, you know? I mean, the, and, and what we're seeing is that the truth is becoming easier to see. It's not so easily hidden anymore, you know? Unless you play the, by the rules. When it comes to, I don't care what you call it, the, the Illuminati, the Freemasonry, uh, you know, secret society, whatever it is, unless you, once you take that oath, they own you. And unless you play by the rules, the media will ruin your reputation. They'll take away your money, your endorsements, your followers, your net worth. They will label you jealous, crazy, a hater, bitter, angry, and watch this. If all else fails, they'll kill you. I mean, I'll just throw out something. Kanye West, DMX, Cat Williams, Lupe Fiasco, Michael Jackson, Maya, Deborah Cox, and these are just off the top of my head. These are all people who spoke out in depth about how evil Anita Baker, how evil the entertainment industry is. Aretha Franklin, um, Jadakiss, The Game, uh, Cassidy. It's just you got to listen. Most of these people will tell you things, but they're but because they took the oath, because they are in it and are trying to figure out how to get out of it, Ice Cube, they will they can only say but so much. Right? You can't you know what I mean? Maya Maya said, they said, Maya, what's up? I mean, you you're independent now. You used to be, you know, mainstream. She said, Well, I mean, I love she said, I love making music, but you know, I I did not want to remain in the industry that I clearly saw was evil. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what she said. Lupe Fiasco. I remember this, like, listen to the Lupe uh, Fiasco. Y'all remember Lupe at the top of the rap game? They asked him, they said, he said, I'm retired from music. They're like, what? You retired from music? He, he's like, he, he was like, hold up. So you wait, you're not going to make music anymore? He's like, no, no, I'm going to make music. He said, but just not in the 
in the way that you guys are used to hearing me make music and release music. He's like, I love making music, but I just don't love the industry. He said, you know, and, and that's, I mean, there's so many people who have said similar things and alluded to similar things. It's like at some point, you know, we got to start, you know, being honest and, and telling the truth, you know. But this whole Kevin Hart thing, man, you know, some people said, well, uh, excuse me, Cat Williams, the whole Kevin Hart and Cat Williams beef, um, you know, it's I, – I like to say it like this. We got to be fair. You know, we got this good versus evil. Kevin Hart is good. Kevin Hart is bad. I mean, it's just like in the eyes of the society or whatever. You know, who remembers when Cat challenged Kevin Hart? He said, I challenge you. Put up a million dollars. He said, you know, we could do it however you want to do it. He said, we could do a comedy special. Whoever lasts, whoever gets the most lasts, they win the million dollars. Yeah, we can do that. He said we could do a boxing match. We could duke it out in the ring. You know, do you think Kevin Hart responded to that? And one of the things I respected about Cat was that he said I, he said he hasn't been in a room, in a hallway, in a building with Kevin Hart in 25 years. You know, and I, I just found that to be interesting. You know, how people, you know, they avoid certain things. And and whether you're a celebrity or if you're just somebody watching a podcast, avoiding the truth, don't be that guy or that woman that watches a whole two-hour podcast and only picks out one thing that you disagree with because you don't, deep down, you're not ready to hear the truth. And I get it. Everyone's not ready to hear the truth. But this isn't even half. I'm looking at this outline that I put together in the last 24 hours. And y'all got to thank me, man, because I did this in like 30 minutes. Usually I take a couple days to prepare an outline, but I was so passionate about this that I just kind of put it together. But this is not even half of what I wanted to uh, talk about today. So maybe I'll have to come back and, uh, you know, do a part two. But, you know, just just let this prep. First of all, pray on it. Pray about it and ask, like, wow, you know, God, show me the truth. Give me that level of discernment, whether it's through somebody on YouTube, whether it's a podcast, whether it's the Bible, a pastor, whatever it is, a friend. Pray that you are able to be shown the truth and have the spiritual discernment to receive it. Because nothing I have said today is incorrect. You may not be ready to fully digest it, but trust me, hopefully one day you will. But I thank you all for listening, man. Like I told you all before, man, follow me, uh, uh, trclifecoaching.com, schedule a free consultation, uh, Facebook, ask, everything is Ask Daydon or Daydon Tolbert, um, friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show, add yourselves, man. I appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, you know, the next show Unless unless something crazy happens. I've been trying to, the outline has been done for months. Why men cheat? I will come back. We're going to talk about why men cheat. Not just why men cheat, but the real reasons men cheat, you know. And I've done that special many times in the past. But this time I think it's going to add a whole level 
uh, a different level of understanding to it. So look out for that. All shows are archived at DadonTolbertShow.com. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next time.
girl. Date on the old motivation. Solid date on to- 